Okay. All right. Take a deep breath, guys. We are introducing something exciting. What are we introducing? Oh, yes. A new segment. We do. We're going to, uh, at someone's request last week, they said you guys should have a two-game minute segment in which Matt Steele talks about Big Brother for two minutes and I talk about whatever reality show nonsense I'm watching, usually Vanderpump Rules. But the only thing is, we can only talk about it for two minutes. Yeah. And we'll see how far we get. It's essentially for when one of us has something that we're personally excited about, but the other one doesn't give a shit about. Exactly. And uh, so we only have two minutes. Yes. And I'm thinking like once we get to the point where we like every time there's a new segment, we push a button and it's like, get ready for this segment. Mm. The theme of this could be, will you share your life with me <laughs> for two game minutes? I do like that. For two game minutes. Can you handle that? And, and we'll, the answer is probably not. <laughs> but thank God it's only two minutes. It's only two minutes. So everyone buckle up. Buckle up. That segment's not happening for a minute, but still buckle up. Yeah, we're, we'll decide. <laughs> we don't know when it's going to happen exactly. Didn't we say it was going to be after? Right before giving me, give me moments? Yeah, that's there. Okay. Uh, all right. Decision made, live on the podcast. (laughs) When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Two Game Ads podcast. It is Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And we are, near, we're rounding the end of summer. I we mean, really we still are. have like three weeks, but yes. like technically according to science, but still when August ends, that means like school begins. Yes. Summer and pumpkin spice lattes are available now at Starbucks. It's still summer though. So that's like sacrilege. Like why? I mean, I didn't make the rules. I didn't say the date. I'm just telling you the truth. But you can revolt against it. I don't need to revolt. You I'm can fine. burn every Starbucks you see. I feel like I always look forward to summer and then it gets here and I'm like, oh, Okay, that's enough. <laughs> and so if fall is coming earlier and earlier every year, you're not going to find me complaining about it. Well, and also we live in L.A., so it's like the heat waves don't start until September and exactly. October. Like it gets really hot in September and October, as Muna famously said in the bridge of the, one of the most amazing songs to be released in yes. the last couple of years, Home By Now. They say, why is it so hot in L.A. in late October? Which is a great Question. It's a great question. Someone should have sent that in for uh, uh, what's it called? Email my heart. I mean, we we don't know the answer though. That's the real issue. True. Well, the, the mysteries of life, guys. Matt Steele. Yes. How was your week? It was fine. I honestly, a lot of you may know, like I directed a project that a friend of mine produced um, uh, like last month, and so we've just been trying to finish up the final edit. Or sorry, not the final edits. The <laughs> first like rough edits of everything. It's nice. Like, it's five episodes, and so we've been trying to get the first like rough cuts of each episode done. And mm-hmm. this week I was like, we're getting it done. And so I finally got the first rough cuts done of each episode. I mean, there's going to be more edits right. to come, but still like we've, we've gotten through the really hard hurdle. That's exciting. And the really like time consuming hurdle. So like, that's what I've been doing for most of the week. That's amazing. I'm just working on that. What have you been doing Matt Palmer? Well, uh, Jackson, we went to Balboa last weekend and he stayed this week. And then I went back this upcoming weekend. So this week I 
had to, got to live my like life of like this is what it would be like if I lived alone because I've never done that and I never did it and part of me kind of regrets it because I don't know I feel like it's like a, a life step or like a rite of passage that like maybe I didn't have but it's okay I'm sure I'll talk to a therapist about this one day so I did a lot of like going on my walks and picking up my meals and had some friends over like uh, I made burgers and uh, carrots for Sarah, Joe, Tim and Ernesto on like Wednesday night we played some games Janie came over Thursday before I went to your place uh, to record our two gay mats videos for the week. And I don't know, it just was kind of, and I actually went over to see Jeff and Jean um, by myself and just got to catch up with them, see how they're doing. They're now parents of two lovely, beautiful little babies. And so that was really great. Um, You realize you can do all those things like even if you don't live alone. I know, but it's like (laughs) you only are prioritizing your own needs. And I guess when I lived with you, I was only doing that as well. Yeah, you weren't making me meals, I really wasn't. But you were always like squawking around, you know. and so Squawking (laughs) around. Honestly, it's a fact. (laughs) And so if I were to live alone, I got to imagine like this is what my life would be like. I'd have friends coming and going. I'd make meals, go on walks. And it just is, it's just a little different. So it was nice to do that. And then uh, we recorded our videos Thursday night and I went to Balboa straight after that and uh, hung out with Jackson and his family over the weekend. And uh, that was really great. Uh, I came back on Saturday and uh, it is now Sunday. I'm here with you. And this is the last podcast before I go see the Renaissance World Tour, which is coming to LA. We're going on Friday. Justin is coming in town for it. I'm going with Justin and Janie. I'm so fucking excited. And I'm still down like a nude slutty tank top to wear, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go by Andrew Christian sometime Great. this week and I know they're going to have something slutty. Throw your money at the wall, girl. You know I will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you've got like a nice, because uh, I don't think you've described it for like the, the podcast. Oh, only in our uh, live listening party think, for the Velvet Road. No, I think I did. Cause oh, you did? I, it's been discussed in real life to someone listening to the podcast, but yes, it's kind of a black faux leather uh, short sleeve shirt with tassels mm. and then I'm going to wear some black shorts. Yeehaw. It's going to be very yeehaw. And yeah. I realized that Beyonce just went on her and Instagram story and said for Virgo season can you all wear silver and to that I say no I'm like halfway through my planning of the outfit I cannot switch everything up at this point so Beyonce you're gonna have to like what I give you because I know I'm gonna love what you give me I did but you see you know who would switch things up last minute Beyonce she probably had a whole thing of visuals ready for Renaissance and then something changed we don't know what and she was like you know what we're gonna switch this up and we're still in the process of switching it up. <laughs> right. uh, we don't know switching it up to what exactly or if it is anything at all. But. Well, she, she even with, you know, all of the teams of people around her needed a lot of time for the switch up. It sounds like I don't have a team and I don't have a time. And thus, no switch ups happening. I'm going forward with the original plan. You had a plan. You had a yes. vision, and you're gonna live. You're gonna see see that vision through. Absolutely. And I so am. I'm proud of you for that. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, Matt Steele, should we jump into the news for idiots? Sure. Why not? We might as well because we got a whole new segment. So I know. Podcast is gonna be a little longer, guys. It might be. We don't have that much news. Yeah, then the, the news is bleak. <laughs> I wouldn't promise this is going to be long. Yeah. But I wanted to start with good news. That's pretty short. Donald Trump has turned himself in in Georgia. Uh, for his 13 charges, including racketeering, and his mugshot came out. His mugshot dropped, I believe, uh, that day, later that evening. And if I'm sure you've seen it if you're a person in the world, but he's kind of grimacing, giving you like an angle down. His hair is very white, blonde. The face is very frowny, cat. Yeah. <laughs> like, doesn't look happy. Looks maybe a little sunburned or overly made up. Like, what? What's the coloring that's happening? Here? No one knows what the coloring is. Like, no one can decide. I, one day it will be like a color in the official Crayola box, like Donald Trump skin. Oh, I don't and want it'll that. It'll be like kind of like an, a glowy 
orangey brown. Um, I do think it's interesting that he is giving more angles than the other mug shots. Mm. Like the other mug shots are pretty straight on, but he was like, no, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to look down a little. I mean, and he had the mug shot posted on his like truth social blog or whatever the fuck he does these days, like immediately and had like fighting this absurd thing, X, Y, Z. And it's like, babe, right, good luck with that good fighting luck. girl. And I just think you look ridiculous and hopefully you're going to jail. And you are ridiculous. <laughs> and you are ridiculous. And we all hate you and want bad things to happen to you. So best of luck. Goodbye. Goodbye. Any other thoughts? I don't know. I mean, you know the pictures here and um, and uh, we'll see what happens. And I'm not one to like actively seek out this man's face in any platform, but to see him in where he should be, which is in a mugshot. Sure. It's like, this feels right. And this it, was, is, it was a picture that like people were waiting for for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah, because this so. man's a criminal and so he should be treated like a criminal. Um, So... What's going on with Scooter Braun? Girl, I don't know, but I, is he looking for clients? Seems like he's not <laughs> because he has parted ways. Or the thing is, I'm unclear if he parted ways with Ariana and Justin Bieber. There are conflicting reports. Sometimes it, the headlines are like, no, they're still under, you know, SB Projects or whatever his uh, talent management company is called. And then other times it's saying that they're trying to fire lawyers to get out of this deal. I've seen, who have we seen? We've seen Carly Rae Jepsen. We have seen Hilary Duff, uh, Adina Menzel. Just a lot of artists coming out all in succession saying they're no longer working with Scooter Braun. Stu Lovato as well. They mm-hmm. said that as well. And we all were waiting for the giant expose explaining that he is a terrible person, has done these awful things, and that's why all these celebrities are distancing themselves from him. But that is yet to drop. I had an idea and there were murmurs that he was just getting out of the talent management game completely and was going to be focusing on like other higher level things like, you know, stealing masters from Taylor Swift or whatever, (laughs) not stealing, whatever, whatever he did. Um, But it's not, no expose has come out. There's been no clear answer as to why this happened all in such rapid succession. But it just was weird and it was like another headline every five minutes. I was more blown away with the fact that all these people were represented by Scooter Braun. I had no idea. Adina Menzel? I know. No idea. Girl, like, I I had no clue that he had all these clients, especially because, like, he's pretty young, isn't he? (laughs) I don't know if he's young. I'd say 40s. I feel like that's young to have that many such high profile clients. I think it's like I would like to have that many clients. Is like you got to be in the business for about like 100 years, I feel. Well, I think he's been around since, you know, Justin Bieber was a small person. Uh, was he and, like? A, yes. Oh, like gotcha. I think he was the one that really ushered Justin Bieber to the forefront of pop culture at the time. And so that's why a lot of artists flocked to him. Mm-hmm. But did he do something bad? Is he getting out of talent management? I just want there to be a definitive answer as to why this all happened so quickly. And I feel like we're not any closer than we were last like Wednesday. Maybe he just wants to retire. He's I got mean, Taylor Swift's masters and he's like, oh, I'll just sit on this money and I, mean, I don't have to work anymore. Maybe he's just like, eh, I'm tired. I mean, and you know, I'm very pro retirement. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very pro. Like you don't want to be up there like Mitch McConnell. Honestly. Having a we what might what looks Having like a stroke, an event of some kind. <laughs> it's because it's just it's not worth it. No job is worth that. So if Scooter wants to retire at forty and leave us alone, I want to make sure that is a part of the retirement. Don't buy Twitter or X or whatever it's going to be called. Don't just I don't need to. see I don't it. know if he has that kind of money to buy Twitter. If you're Justin Bieber's manager for that long and Ariana, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much money this man has. And but Taylor Swift Masters feels like a lot of money. Sure. I don't want to see you in the public if you're retiring. That's all I ask. If you are like a very rich cis man that's retiring, you got to retire quietly. That's my request. Is that fair? I mean, they can do whatever they want. Girl. Right, but, I, but don't be Elon. That's the goal. I want us all to not be Elon. 
And I sure. think that's don't, something we want. I would say don't do things just to do them. Yes. You know, don't like try to like be the most powerful human being on earth. Cause girl, it's not going to, A, not going to happen. Right. And B, like not going to end well for you. And yeah, it's like because you're, people are just going to turn on you. That's and you're going to, cause you're going to start doing things that like you have no qualifications to do. Right. Like, like owning and running Twitter. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, so, so just I do the things you're good at. I guess we'll stay tuned on this story. Hopefully there will be a follow-up that explains what's happened. Justin Bieber is saying he hasn't talked to Scooter Braun in months and is working on a new album without him. Ariana Grande unfollowed him and SB Project on Instagram. So I wish I could tell you a final answer as to what's going on, but it's still very up in the air. We'll see, guys. We will stay see. Stay tuned. Um, and we are only weeks away from... Olivia Rodrigo's upcoming album, Guts. And uh, apparently she had an interview with the New York Times in which the, the, the journalist, I believe, heard tracks from the album and they were described, I'll just go through a couple of them, All American Bitch, Rodrigo's angelic soprano over finger-picked acoustic guitar before snapping into fuzzy power chords and the first of many F-bombs. I have a question. Yes. Is it like real soprano or is it like what y'all people call soprano. Don't point at me. I know what real soprano is. <laughs> I don't just go around calling people soprano and I think it's the second one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, in the ballad of the homeschooled girl, she chants a litany of embarrassing party fouls over springy baseline and lets out cathartic screams. Um, I'm, I get him back. Rap rock banger. She playfully spins the title phrase seeking both revenge and reconciliation. I, look, I'm excited for this album. Mm -hmm. I will say seeing words like rap rock, <laughs> Scream like um, soprano, soprano. <laughs> like I, I, I it's like oh, what's, I, what's this gonna be? I'm interested, but there's a part of me that's nervous. We just filmed our uh, sophomore albums um, bracket video, and you'll it'll be coming up later this week. Uh, so a lot of sophomore albums are excellent, and a lot of the ones that are a step down are just the precursor to a very long career. So that's beautiful. But I will say the descriptions of these songs have me worried. Um, the device. I also haven't heard the second single. Maybe I'd be less nervous if I've heard it by now. Well, my thing is like some of these descriptions sound a little out there, and it's yes. kind of like if we're gonna have an album be out there, why wouldn't one of the leading singles be one of the more out there songs? Like Vampire, we like a lot, but it, you know, it's not like she's doing anything off the wall no. bonkers. No. And um, Bad Idea, right? Like I really like a lot. Matt Palmer has yet to hear it yes. uh, because he's holding off until our live listening party. But I'm kind of just like, yeah, like I like it a lot, but like it's not. It's not something that's such a huge departure right. from the stuff you hear on Sour. So I would imagine if like any like insane choices were made on like multiple songs, right. like, that one of them wouldn't be the leading, like one of the two leading singles. Well, you know? I think what labels do and what when something works, they want to repeat what works. And so it's like maybe we'll give them the most sour-esque tracks up top because that was a big hit. True, but and you know what Taylor Swift does? She releases Look What You Made Me Do. I mean, that was so many albums in. That was so many like million <laughs> plus debuts True. in. This is a sophomore release for a new artist who had a huge moment. I'm sure they don't want to scare off her audience that is more tenuous at that point than Taylor's audience even was at Reputation. So I'm interested I'm nervous. I'm just nervous. And I hope she proves me wrong. I hope we're in that listening party bopping away and I have nothing to worry about. But I just want, I want these songs to have melodies and points. And it's very much like, this is going to be so fun. It's going to be great on tour. I can't wait to scream it. And it's like, none of those things sound pleasant to me. <laughs> I'm know? excited. I'm all for big choices. Okay. Um, if anything, because it's something fun to react to when, when we listen to it. <laughs> I so. guess that's true. 
I guess that's true. Okay. And as we know, Olivia Rodrigo's next album is about us. That's true. We have to think about how we can really promote ourselves on the back of this (laughs) teenager. Maybe she's 20 now. I don't know how old she is. But we like her, so that's good. We wouldn't want to be tearing down something because we just hated it. We like her and want good things. Yeah. Um, apparently, Britney's ex, Sam Ascari, allegedly could not handle Britney Spears' freedom post-conservatorship, according mm. to page six. Spears began to embrace life on her own terms, and when she was in the conservatorship, she was very scheduled. She had very much a routine, and now, without that conservatorship, she's a person, like, even from the documentaries that I have seen of her in her younger years, like, when she first got into that conservatorship, she's just like, I miss just driving my car around, and, like, just being able to be free, and I never want to be one of those prisoner people was a, uh, just like a quote of hers that always rang true in my head, so the fact that once this conservatorship was over he was getting a very new very free version of Miss Britney Spears makes sense to me sure I mean if he had established sort of like a a routine with her and like oh this will be our life together and then suddenly that's not I'm I'm sure that's a little jarring right um yeah, I don't know, but I mean, like, the girl's got to be free. Right, she's so, got to be free. And she's paying, you know, however many thousand dollars per month for Sam's, um, I think he's in, like, a high-rise apartment somewhere in L.A. He'll be fine. He's going to be okay. <laughs> he's going to do great. And uh, I feel like Brittany and Mariah are similar in the way that, like, if you had gone through something like a conservatorship, would you not be very ultra-sensitive to someone, like, infringing upon your freedom, you know? It's like the Mariah song that's excellent on Equals MC Squared, side effects. It's like whenever Mariah feels like she's even being a little bit controlled, she freaks out Mm -hmm. because she's gone through, you know, this marriage in which she was very much controlled and watched so closely. So I think Britney probably is going through the same thing of, like, maybe maybe she's overcorrecting, but it's like, at this point, what's she really doing that's so, like, wild and crazy? She's, like, dancing in her living room and hanging out with her gays. Like, okay. She's driving her car. Right. As long as she's driving safe, she's got that seatbelt buckle. Exactly. Driving the speed limit. We're good. There's, I mean, and we don't need it. If she doesn't want to do it, that's fine. But there are rumors of new music. I, I'm, I'm just gonna take a deep breath. Yes. We don't want to. We don't jump the gun and here. And we, we're not requiring it of her. No. If she ever, look, we would never want to force her into that. But if she did want, but to. we are welcoming with open arms. Arms are open, babe. And ears are open. Yes. And <laughs> bodies are open to start dancing. <laughs> this sounds like you're quoting New York when she was. Uh, <laughs> I will be there with open arms and open, open legs. legs. That will be us hearing a perspective Britney Spears new album. So uh, hopefully we can. Well, I mean, when that. you hear any Britney Spears music, your legs just like <laughs> instinctively open. Like that's just what happens. See, and that's what Dua should do next yes. time, right? Yes, this I is- want music that makes me feel like a hoe. Yes. Speaking of, you know, I feel like Pussycat Dolls around 2006. Uh, more Pussycat Dolls music that's coming back is coming from Timbaland, Nelly Furtado, who we love, mm. and Dustin Timberlake. <laughs> They are putting out a new single, all three of them. Uh, it's coming out September 1st. If you were around in 2006, then you know that uh, Timbaland and Nelly Furtado's Loose album, which had Maneater, Promiscuous Girl, Say It Right, a lot of big hits on it, um, was done around the same time as Justin Timberlake's album with Timbaland called Future Sex Love Sounds, which, even though he's not my favorite, is an excellent album, top to bottom. Uh, and so the fact that they are reuniting. So I feel like it taps into the nostalgia that all of us, you know, millennials who are very into pop music at the time have. And so I am excited to hear it, even though I would love a version without Justin on it, because he just, we've, you know how I feel about Justin and Janet, Justin and Brittany. Like, I don't, Justin is soured to me, uh, to quote Olivia. Uh, and I just don't need him there. But I'm excited that Nelly Furtado's in the studio and making music again. And if it's going to be anything like fucking Maneater or Say It Right, yes, 
please. Well, what if this is like Justin Timberlake's like resurgence for you in terms of quality of music? Like, um, and he apologizes about Janet. Well, <laughs> well, has he at this point? I don't know who's apologized for what. I there's think, so many things that have I happened. think he put out like a kind of blanket apology around the time of the Janet documentary and like the Britney documentary and kind of apologized to them both in the same post. Um, if it's great, I will say it's great. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that, I can't, I'm going to be fair. I think he has made great music. And if he makes more great music, I'll admit that it's great. Matt Palmer, objective ears here. (laughs) I won't go that far, but if it's great, (laughs) I I wouldn't go that far. I'll admit it. I will admit it. So September 1st, this Friday coming up a whole new uh, single. And speaking of uh, reboots, and just like that is getting a third season. Okay. As much as I, it's so funny because I have not watched a frame of the second season, but I have heard so much. Wait, and, did you watch the first season? No, but I watched the first episode of the first season thinking I could make it through and I was like, I don't think I can. Okay. So I watched the episode in which, spoiler, Big dies, but that was from the first season of the last season, the first episode of last season. You all should know that. Um, but from what I glean of season two from Janie and from uh, I do listen to Danny Pellegrino's and just like that recaps without ever watching the show, just because it's very funny with his friend Hannah Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, the show sounds like it's completely off the rails. Like there's a million characters. No one, no character from the original Sex in the City is like acts the same way. And then just like that, I feel like it's pretty universally disliked but maybe also universally watched by a large group of people oh, people watch but it. it also seems like it must be so expensive for no other reason than paying sarah jessica parker and even getting samantha uh kim cattrall in for that little one minute scene which i did yeah. watch on my phone that was very like nothing sure <laughs> uh go ahead girl give us nothing and it, get that paycheck just, she was even sitting down in that scene she didn't even stand up to perform that scene. on her way from another set to another set like Love she's about it. to film glamorous I just am shocked that it's getting renewed. Like, it feels like an expensive show that is so universally panned, but I guess people are watching. Well, also, HBO Max just did that whole rebranding to become Max, so I guess they're not going to get rid of probably their biggest thing. Maybe it's, I mean, I guess, because it's true, because, like, a succession is no longer on the air. Yeah. And if they've rebranded as Max, it seems like... You know, the feeling of Max feels like less prestige than HBO. And maybe Mm -hmm. that's what they want. They want it to feel more like of the people. And so maybe that's why they're going to keep bad shit that people talk about on the air. Because HBO feels like we are the best of the best. And like we are going to try to get these fucking Emmys. And like even if it doesn't have the biggest viewership, it's going to be excellent from start to finish. And this ain't that. I mean, Travis, my roommate, he watches and just like that all the time. And, I, and he's just like, and he's like, yeah, it's not sex in the city. <laughs> but he's just like, but I can't stop watching it. That's the th- I guess I could understand that. Because it's like if they rebooted Friends and it was not great, I'd watch every frame. I mean, you're talking to a big brother, Stan, who I mean, just yes. like you hang on for the ride because that is your nostalgia. And like you are just waiting for it to get good again. And, and it does. Like And like Degrassi as well for me, like I whenever like a season would dip, I'd be like, this is terrible. I knew <laughs> I knew it terrible. was coming back. And it would like Big Brother, it right. would get bad, and then suddenly, like last season was fantastic. This season is fantastic. So you, you're holding on, you're holding on to your nostalgia, and you're just like, maybe this will give me the crumbs that I felt once in my youth. That's the thing. It's yeah, if it's given you so much joy in the past, I understand. It. I'm a person who sat through many seasons of Vanderpump Rules being fucking awful. Yeah, and I got rewarded with Scandal. So maybe there will be a Scandal on it, just like that, that'll bring everybody together. Sure. All right. Um, a couple more movies are being pushed back to because of the strikes. Dune Part 2 is uh, being moved to 2024. Ooh. So another Zendaya pick. March 
2024. Oh, it's March. It's, Mar- it's not even Oscar time. When, like it's not even like prime time for like Oscar movies to come out. What was its original release date? Like September. Oh, shit. Yeah, I think. Or November. I forget. Whatever. Fall, which is when like that's right. when like the prestige movies start to come out. And so now it's coming out in March. Spring. Spring. You're going to put this out in spring. Girl, I mean, who. But I mean, I'm sure like the special effects people and like art designers of Oppenheimer totally. are thrilled. I'm sure. <laughs> because they're just like, yes, we're going to get that sound Oscar now. We're going to get those like special effects Oscars now. Like, so, uh, but Dan, yeah, that's a blow. How much of a sigh of relief did you breathe when The Color Purple announced that it's officially sticking to 2023? I cried. <laughs> did you actually? <laughs> because I, you have no idea how much I've been worrying about right. this. And I just haven't been like verbally expressing how worried I, I am say. about Color Purple being pushed back. Uh, just because I don't want it. I'm just, I'm like, I'm not putting it out there in the universe. And so seeing that official statement that it is staying December 25th, 2023, I'm good. I'm good for the year, guys. Because I felt like you were very much like, oh, no, I don't think it's going to move. Like, it can, you know, get people in seats just based on it being the color purple, even mm-hmm. if the actors can't go out and promote like they would. So I assumed you were very much like, oh, this is, there's no way this is moving. And I'm sitting pretty. I'm so, Well, because also, like, this is another Zendaya movie. Like, I think they are counting very much on Zendaya yes. to be the selling ticket. Like, yes. getting her out there in these gorgeous gowns to promote yes. it. Timothy Chalamet as well. Like, he's someone who people want to see on a red carpet. And doing gorgeous interviews. gowns as well. And gorgeous gowns, yes, and gorgeous yes. gowns as well for him. <laughs> and so, whereas the color purple, I think, is a little more depending on like, oh, this is a, this is like one of the great American novels, mm. one of the great American movies, right. like one of the great American stories. Period. So, I think the nostalgia of the name, the color purple, is what they are banking on, and pe- they they're like pretty confident that people will still see it. Got it. You know? Okay. So, I'm sitting pretty, guys. Congratulations. I, ooh, when I saw that tweet that was saying that it was staying. <laughs> You were over the moon. I was over the moon. I wow. I shed a quiet tear. Oh. I wasn't like, you know, absurd about right. it. But like, I was I was like, mm, thank God, <laughs> something is going well for me That's this year. That's great. Yeah. Congratulations to Matt Steele on that big win. Uh, AMPTP has hired Crisis PR instead of paying their actors and writers. It seems like a weird choice. I guess it just, because they leaked, supposedly they were giving an offer to the WGA. Expect, ex- correct me if I'm wrong, but... Then the WGA was like, wait, this is bullshit. And they had another meeting in which they were basically like, no, it's a great deal and you have to fucking take it. And the WGA, of course, walked. And then hours later, they like leaked the terms of the deal, thinking that the public maybe would turn to be on the side of the studios. Of course, that ain't happening. So now they have to hire crisis PR. Well, I mean, it's nice that the PR people are working. They're, this is literally like a, you know, Rachel Levis move. It's like if they're involved in Scandal, Rachel's never going to come across looking like, ooh, we're rooting for you, girl. Yeah, no. And so the studios, you're you're the Raquel here. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, apparently, Renee Rapp has said something as when she's promoting her uh, new album that came out recently. I believe it's called Snow Angel. She was opening up about her struggle. Uh, trigger warning. Also, this is talking about disordered eating. Uh, she was struggling with uh, an eating. E- eating disorder during her time in Mean Girls, the musical, which was exacerbated by production staffers who she said would say some vile things to me about my body. Um, and so to her, the end of Mean Girls on Broadway was beneficial for her health, but her parents are still more worried about her. And to me, it's just like, I guess I know conceptually that all forms of entertainment have this kind of problematic underbelly. and But for in my head, maybe naively, I think of Broadway or like theater as being a more, like a less 
problematic kind of a place that I think they would not promote this kind of thing or like say like producers saying awful things to their actors regarding their physical appearance. I just imagine that's not a thing there, but clearly I'm off base. You're completely off base. You are like y'all, all all the musical theater people. I remember, Oh, in like 2009 to 2000 and like 15, all Mm. the musical theater people were like, it was a thing to be like, we're such a family and we're not shallow. Like Hollywood guys, they are just as shallow, just as catty, just as blatantly rude. And especially, well, especially in the theater community because people are so like tightly knit together and Mm. you're in such enclosed spaces together for such periods of time that you become really comfortable with your castmates, with, you know, the the workers backstage and everything. And and it, you, things get a little loosey goosey with things that people say to each other, things that are very like inappropriate Mm. or like upsetting or offensive and everything. Um, And there are just as many, especially in musical theater, like, it's it's not like there are so many dancers involved and right. dancers That's like true. number one like profession where like the pressure to be skinny is and like sure to be like a certain type or body right. shape or whatever is so prevalent mm. and so and there's there's just so much pressure on you um so yeah it's guys it's all awful it's, <laughs> it's all awful and we all just have to try our best to like play against that yeah. in whatever industry you're in whether it's entertainment or you know, like a job that actually pays. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, yes. That I just, it just broke my heart a little bit. And yeah. I guess, you know, people not to trust producers on Broadway and Lizzo. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. no one we can really trust in this world. But you know what, Renee, if you're listening, fuck those people. Yes. They don't know nothing. And now you got like the best uh, album for a debut artist of 2023. Like oh, we're, what, like, we're the like the biggest selling. The biggest selling. Good for her. Good for you, girl. And she can sing her face off. Yeah. I, I need to listen to that album. And you're going to be in the Mean Girls film, which I hope everyone's treating you much better there. I'm sure they are. Um, but you're going to be the Regina George there. You're going to kill it. I just, I love, I only want good things for her. She seems like such a big talent and I'm going to listen to her album and I'll let you all know how I feel. Um, I just need to follow up. Last week I said, because I think the prevailing thought was after that Usher video, Key Palmer and her boyfriend, father of her child, uh, had broken up because that was what was being reported in news outlets. But that was until they joined on Instagram Live together where they were, I guess, Darius Jackson took Kiki out for a meal for her 30th birthday and was discussing how many Virgos are in his life and was talking about, oh, like my mom's a Virgo, my brother's a Virgo, my dad's a Virgo, and you, my dot, 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 partner in crime. And it's like, oh, I guess they're still together. Oh, see, I didn't, Lord, girl, I did not read this article. (laughs) But when I saw the headline, I saw Kiki Palmer seen with her ex-boyfriend, I assume she met an ex a boyfriend previous no. to the other the guy who like shall not be named. No. And uh so I was like, oh, she's hanging out with her ex ex. Like that's so fun and so funny. I didn't know it was the guy who she just like recently had the thing with. Right. Okay, well, okay, I guess maybe I hope they worked it out. I, I hope don't they did. It's like this is like just news for me to be like, you should just ignore celebrities' relationships. I do in general, but when it's someone like Kiki who you love so much, it's just like you want good things. But it's like, we all assumed Kiki never actually said that was her ex-boyfriend. I just hope we're all treating each other better. Well, I hope he is treating her better and not publicly shaming her or doing the things he was doing before. It does seem lovely that like a child's parents are together and you know making yeah. it work. Um, and but if, I, if they made if they made it work and he learned his lesson, yes, hopefully then, he learned his lesson. Then that's a good like example for the kid. Like child, yes. your parents worked it out. Your dad learned his lesson after doing something fucking stupid. Yes, and uh, we move on from here. Yes. Um, Do you see that Carlos Santana made an anti-trans rant? <laughs> 
Oh, he's still talking. He's still talking. Apparently, he agrees with Dave Chappelle about something because a woman is a woman and a man is a man. Whatever you want to do in the closet, that your that's your business. He then issued a statement that was an apology. He's sorry for his insensitive comments. They don't reflect that. Uh, I want to honor and respect all persons' beliefs and ideals. I realize that's what uh, that what I said hurt people, and that was not my intent. He sincerely apologizes. We love an apology, but it's like, oh, oh like. We don't need everyone's opinions on everything. Sure, right? yeah. Like, yeah. everyone can just, like, if you have something that you don't, you're not a learned person on this topic, you can also just, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and, you know, like, like even, like, people within the trans community have very different opinions about, like, the rhetoric surrounding uh, trans issues and everything. Sure. But, like, it's kind of like, Carlos, I don't know what input you have. Exactly. But didn't he say something recently about, like, Beyonce or something? I, if he did, I'd forgotten it. Maybe this was, like, a couple of years ago. I don't know. Uh, well, you know, just a mess. Um, but lastly, I just wanted to say, you know, rest in peace, Bob Barker, 99. It's a beautiful long life. A fucking icon, a fucking legend. Absolutely. Like such an integral part of my childhood. There you go. Just every summer, just with my grandparents watching The Price is Right. Mm. And he's sort of someone who's always been the same age. Totally. Like forever. Right. You know, and just... It's just like an iconic image, him with his skinny little microphone, <laughs> all those pretty girls around him, yes. him telling everyone to, you know, not go over the price. There you go. I mean, he's he's one of the greats. So and like good for him. Ninety nine. I know. That's it. a beautiful long life. Yeah. Uh, so Matt Steele. Yes. Is there any other news for idiots you want to talk about with the people? I don't think so. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then be back with more to get Matt's the podcast. All right, guys. We're this, back. This is going to be an eventful Act two. I'm excited for this is the act two that the people have been waiting for. Yes. Renaissance who, you know? Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't exist. So I hope yes. everyone use the intermission to go to the bathroom. Use yes. the lavatory. You must do Matt that. Matt Palmer, do you want to give a commercial first? I do want to give a commercial. Guys, thank you so much for listening or watching the podcast. Please go to your Apple Podcasts or Spotify and rate and review us. Give us five stars. We weirdly only accept five-star reviews. Crazy. It really helps so much to make the podcast more known, help with the algorithm. We just want as many people to hear this as possible possible and we'll thank you always also if you want even more content from us go to our patreon patreon.com slash two gay mats you can come to the discord and hang out with a bunch of new friends you just haven't met yet uh you also can get uh bonus reactions reviews patron requested videos uh, and we had a live listening party for the ten dollar and up tier the other week it was very fun so just join us patreon.com slash two gay mats it would really mean a lot if you did either of those things Yes. Yes. But now we are on to email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gamats at gmail.com. Two is spelled T W O. Yes. So we have a number of emails. So like, We'll plow through them. Why yes. not? So first email comes from Jacob and Jacob says, email my heart Disney scores. Hi, Matt. How are you? I hope you're doing well. I have a fun and possibly controversial question for mm. you. Which Disney movie score do you think is the most underrated and which do you think is the most overrated? For me, the most underrated is Hunchback. I think that score is so unique amongst the Disney canon with its gothic sound and I might be biased because Out There is one of my favorite karaoke jams. Mm. Overrated? Well, outside of Colors of the Wind and Just Around the river bend the score of pocahontas is pretty forgettable oh. can't wait to know your thoughts jacob you are one trillion thousand bajillion percent correct wow. about the hunchback of notre dame score brilliant movie score like i remember seeing it in the theater as a child mm. and just being 
shooken to my core <laughs> and just like the opening alone and just seeing those eyes from the statue staring at you with the choral music and just at the end when the whole like um uh, opening the ah 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 like it's it's so minor and everything right. and then at the end of the song it modulates and becomes uh like major mm. it's beautifully done exquisite out there also is so phenomenal such a fantastic song brilliantly performed by Tom Hulse um as far as overrated Disney score I don't know what I would say about that I mean yeah, yeah, I mean Pocahontas. I think a lot of people. I don't even know if I've ever seen Pocahontas like I don't all think the way I have. through. Colors of the Wind is a classic, and Just Around the River Bend is excellent, obviously. Um, but I think like Pocahontas, a lot of people would agree is kind of just like an overrated Disney movie in general. Is it overrated though? Overrated feels like a lot of people are like it's my favorite or I love it, and I don't feel like I hear a lot of Pocahontas talk. In the world, I want to say maybe it feels like a lot of people think it's overrated just because it was pretty successful and like when you know when you were a kid and like the new Disney movie of the year came out it was a big deal so all throughout 1995 everything was Pocahontas 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 um, or at least that's what it felt like as a kid to me I was being inundated with so much Pocahontas stuff and then uh, as years went by I think I heard more people being like you know what this wasn't my favorite Mm, (laughs) that's fair so um I, I guess maybe Pocahontas I don't know but those two songs are phenomenal. Uh, so. I very much like, uh, I just listened to the cast recording of um, Hunchback of Notre Dame recently, mm. and I did enjoy it very much. It was when we were on the way to San Diego, so very good choice there. I think I need to come out and say I love that it was such a big deal, and I love that people were so into it, and it seemed like you know a movie for young people and kids that really you know reached a place in the zeitgeist that a lot of you know, musicals, Disney type don't reach these days. I don't love the Encanto score. Okay. You know, I don't dislike it. I just don't like the fervor around the movie. I feel like is not matched by the quality of the songs, or at least for me, not to be shady. The, the, some of the vocal performances on that cast recording, I, or whatever we want to call it. I find a little challenging. You can call it a soundtrack. You can call that a soundtrack. That one. I just find, I, especially like our main uh, Mirabelle, I believe. I she, I don't think she's a, a vocalist, vocalist, and I I, I think it's a, a fun and I, the movie. I felt like dealt with themes that are important, but musically, sonically, I don't love it. Okay, I've, right? I've never seen Encanto. The only songs I know from it are "We Don't Talk About Bruno" and uh, Pr- "Under Pressure." Yeah, yeah, that song is great. Under is it under pressure? Um, Pressure control? We'll call it under pressure. Under, under pressure. A classic, guys. And those songs were great. Um, but yes. I, I don't know in concert. Surface pressure. Surface pressure. Yes. Same, same. Uh, so next email yes. comes to us, uh, and it is from Taylor Swift herself. Mm. And she says, Folklore, part two. Dear Matt Palmer, Uh-oh. I am so delighted to hear you are willing to give my <laughs> album Folklore a second chance. TikTok really did its thing and my Swifty fans are loyal. I appreciate the second chance with this album and I think you'll find that there might be more songs on that album that you enjoy. Please keep me updated. Have you changed your mind on any of these songs? Perhaps you could also give my album Reputation another chance. I've heard it's an excellent album to listen to when you're at the gym and just need a bit more of a beat and motivation to get through the last 10 minutes of a very difficult workout. All the best, Taylor Swift. Thank you, Taylor for emailing um i really was about to listen to the long pond section sessions of folklore 
uh, because that has less echo on her voice. And so I'd be able to understand what was happening more. But then I think my phone was listening to us discuss my interest in the F word. Uh, and it fed me a reel of Taylor and Aaron Desner and I assume Jack Antonoff talking about imaginary people like Augustine and their love triangle with Betty and all of this. And I was like, you know what? I need to not listen to this right now because I was just a little insufferable. And so I, I, but I've taken a break and I will say the TikTok trend where people are picking up their pets and like spinning them around and it's set to like an orchestral version of August that I think is in the summer I turned pretty or something. That little bridge section does sound nice. So I'm still, my interest is peaked. So if the reels don't deter me, I promise to take a listen to the long pond sessions. Um, I'm open to the, to it. I'm open to with new production. It, resonating more with me i think reputation's a non-starter okay all right i think that's just not gonna happen so we'll see it's nice to have an open mind and an open heart yes and as new york says open legs (laughs) (laughs) as new york says open legs yeah i don't know if folklore is an album that really opens your legs much Mm. uh but it's it's it opens your heart yes and you know that song about her who the lady who owned the house before is nice. Yeah. Uh, so I'm 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 gonna go in with an open mind. Okay. I am. All right. So next email from Cole. Okay. Hi boys. Did you see Rena changed the hold the girl cover? Does bullying work? <laughs> Would love to know your thoughts. Bonus question: Are there alternate covers for other albums you wish were the real one? I had no idea that people disliked the original hold the girl cover. I didn't either. I love that cover. when she's shaped like a perfume bottle. Like what's the issue? Like she shaped like whatever that is a test tube. <laughs> And I loved the the uh, graphic people were sharing where like it looked like she was shaped like a douche. It like, was so fun. So fun. Like that out, like did people, re- I never saw anyone online being like, Rena, please change right. the cover. I mean, the cover that it was changed to is a, a gorgeous, gorgeous cover as well. Yes. Um, it's her like sitting down and someone like gra- touching her chin or something mm. and like a feather. Yeah. Like, it looks beautiful. Not a feather, a ribbon or something. I forget. But it's beautiful. <laughs> They're both great covers. Right. I, I don't. No, are there any alternate covers? I mean, there's an obvious answer here. Oh, yes. Glory. Glory, of course. <laughs> Glory. The new Glory cover is so much better and it's excellent. I always felt like um, equals MC squared. I felt like there were promo pics during that photo shoot that could have been the cover that were better than the cover shot they chose. Um, but I'm trying to think of any that have actually been released that I'm like, oh, this is an improvement. I like the Emancipation of Mimi deluxe edition cover, but the regular one's just so iconic. You know sure, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, did anything else come to mind for you? I don't know. I can't think of like an album cover just changing like right. that. Right. Like it's it's and usually I'm going to prefer the first one I'm listening to. Like the four cover, the original one I prefer. The B day cover, the original one I prefer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, just when talking about four, because we're going to be listening to that pretty soon. I'm so glad Beyonce stopped re-releasing her albums and changing the orders of them. Because, like, that is so annoying to me. Don't ever change the order of your album. You can add new tracks, but the tracks need to be at the beginning, Taylor, and uh, in the same order. Yes. Remember that Fearless Deluxe that has the new songs at the beginning? What was she doing? Insanity. What was she doing? Those songs are not... Uh, Some are good. Jump and Falls Lovely. It is. And the piano version of Forever and oh, Always. I mean like a classic. <laughs> classic. A classic piece yes. of music. But like the others, it's like, no, no. We're starting Fearless with Fearless. Right. Let's go. It just it just makes sense. Yes. Okay. Next one. This is from Bianca. Uh, Dear Matt and Matt, I have a friend who is an aspiring singer and oh. has been at it for years. The only problem is... 
He cannot sing. He is bad, bad. I mean, he isn't even mediocre. The thing is, nobody around him is telling him this. I hear his other friends and even his mom say that he is not good, but nobody has said this to his face. Now he now he wants to pay over two grand to shoot a music video. I really do try to be supportive, but should I try and say something before he spends all this money and before somebody who doesn't know him comes along and gives him the hard truth? You're Kathy. Bianca, the baddest bitch in Brooklyn. <laughs> Bianca, I love you, and I believe you're here in the chat, so hello. Hello. Um, This is a hard one for me, because as a person who is a musician as well, I don't know how I would take it if someone said that to me, but it's also different because, you know, no shade, we love everyone. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like if there ever was a time to step in and be like, are you sure you want to invest in this? Like, maybe it should be less about whether he can sing or not, which feels personal and like an attack and more about like, do you think that this is the best use of your money? Like a $2,000 investment is no joke. And I wouldn't want you to be disappointed and be out on that money, disappointed with the reaction. I think you can't just say like, buddy, you can't sing. Like, I think that is too personal and hurtful, but maybe dissuade him from investing that money in a way that maybe would not be wise. Um, I think that is maybe the only angle that makes sense. Or maybe like, be like, hey, buddy, maybe we should start, like, if you want to make a music video, like, maybe start a little smaller. Like, maybe, like, invest a much, much, much smaller amount. Like, Um, people are going viral on TikTok with just, like... Try TikTok. Let's try to make some TikToks, just you and me, I'll film you, and then most of the reaction. Yeah, and, and like, we'll try to make them visually interesting and everything and cool, and that way you can see if you enjoy this. Like, do you enjoy making a music video? And, like, the thing is, like, this person could very well like discover through making a music video that they have interests elsewhere. Like maybe like producing music videos or like directing music videos. I don't know. Like there are people who like I know who, uh, you know, started off being like, Oh, I want to be an actor or a singer or whatever. And then they discovered that no, their passion actually lied in creating this kind of stuff as opposed to being the performer of this stuff. Maybe he's a songwriter. Maybe there's so many different avenues to be a part of music without being like the singer or the vocalist. So I would say like, you know, I guess you've listened to your friend's music, like see, like, is there potential in the songwriting or yes. maybe in the production if they produce themselves um, and sort of be like, hey, maybe you should like lean into, you know, production. Right. Like instead or maybe music management. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like give ideas because you also have to tell your friend like, you know, if it doesn't work out, like not everyone can be a big star. Yeah. Like. I guess I encourage them to find the specific lane where they do excel. Right. right. Yeah. I think, and I do think now is a good time. And I think he's being like, I don't know about this money investment and talking about other ideas of where they could shine and excel is a good way to put it. Cause you can't just come out of singing. Cause as much as like, you're, it sounds like you're probably right. It sounds like there's a consist, consensus of people around him. That's just too harsh to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm trying to think if I have ever had a friend who really thought they were a great singer and weren't. And I don't know that I have. We always say that that's like our worst fear. Right. That like, like we end up, or like, I mean, you're dating someone who's very talented and lovely and wonderful. Right. But like, what if like I end up with someone who like has a passion for something and like, and they're not good. They're not great. 
I mean, it seems like you have to support. I think you would just have to do the same thing. Be like, well, maybe instead of acting, you could like do some lighting. <laughs> I think that would be beautiful. Listen, the acting's not there, but the lighting the on lighting you is always is great. Beautiful. Well, of course, because I'm going to, you know, eventually marry a gorgeous, stunning man yes. who knows how to put the lighting on. Exactly. And it's going to be so stunning. You'd be like, just model. Who just, needs to act? Just model, motherfucker. Exactly. When, when you don't got no talent, just model. <laughs> That's a joke. That's, That's a, a joke. joke. All models, models out there. We saw America's Next Top Model. We've seen all the cycles of America's Next Top Model. We know it takes Modeling a lot of work. Modeling is a lot of work. Yes. I mean, not as much work as like being an astronaut, but <laughs> no. you know. But what we're doing is not as much work as being an astronaut. Oh, God, no. <laughs> it is a lot of work, though, so thank you for your support. Is there another uh We're done question? with the email, okay, my wait. hearts. Guys. It's the time for Matt the new Palmer, segment. Will you? Share your life with me for two <laughs> for gay next, minutes. For the two gay minutes, shit, I got the title wrong already. God damn it. All right, I will share my life with you. Would you like to start? Would you like to be the first two gay minutes or would you want me to go first? You can go first. Oh, Lord. Okay, yeah, hold so on. Let me you, get my. You'll see how hard it is for I know. you. And so then you'll go easy on I me. I feel like Matt Steele's going to have a tougher time with this, but I'm I'm going to try. Girl, the toughest time I'm going to have is figuring out the stopwatch. Oh, you can do it. You. <laughs> right, okay. I just hit start and All then right. it hits two minutes. Do you want me to give you like a one minute warning? You tell me, yeah, one minute, 30 seconds. Seconds, things like that. Okay, great. Okay. Are you ready? Are you Yes, prepared? I'm ready. Tell All me right. when. Ready? Set. Give me your two minutes. Okay. Ariana Maddox was on Sheena's Shenanigans podcast and they were discussing the Rachel Raquel Bethany interview. And it is honestly, as much as I could not listen to the Rachel Levis Bethany interview, I loved every second of the episode of Shenanigans with Ariana because they kind of went through point by point the things Rachel has been lying about in this interview. The reason that Bethany should have known better as a veteran reality star than to like conduct the interview in this way. They talked about the fact that Rachel said that she made less than Bethany's interns make on the show Vanderpump. And Sheena's like, well, actually, my lawyer did her deal for season 10. And she thanked me because she got $19,000 per episode, meaning she made $361,000. Bethany, are you paying your interns $361,000? I don't think so. Ariana also went through and talked about how hurt she was that Rachel is trying to rebrand this and say, well, we were never best friends. We had an alliance on the show. We never hung out outside of filming. And Ariana's like, there's actual photo evidence of us hanging out. We went to music festivals together. She was in my inner circle. Maybe best friend is a stretch, but acquaintance is incorrect. And Ariana just goes into more detail about how she's like, as much as I don't like this girl and never want to see her again, I think she made the right idea that moving home, not coming back to the show, unlike the other half of my relationship who is still there, people assume that since he is in a picture with me and we're all smiling that we're cool we're good xyz we're not good i have not forgiven here him bethany is going out and saying oh i forgive you have forgiven tom you're here in this video you're both smiling and it's like no you don't know what you're fucking talking about and as someone who's been on reality television you know how all cast events work she's contractually obligated to share space with this person that doesn't mean they're filming together the interview with bethany was bunk rachel's a liar ariana's a queen and i feel like people have turned on ariana a bit and if you listen to the episode of shenanigans with ariana maddox you'll remember that she is a queen and deserves only good things. Even if I have said she's been boring in the past, I only want good things for her. Whew, you have three seconds <laughs> right, have. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I'm about to make a fucking fool out of myself. Thank you so much. You didn't stutter. He did not have anything written down. He I... spouted all of that. Did I understand anything that was happening? No. I know that someone made $19,000 an episode. Rachel Raquel. Rachel, okay. Yes. Uh, like, how did you do that? I just, I knew I was on the clock, and so it felt like I had to get everything out. I'm sure I missed some points, but the Bethany interview, even though I haven't listened to a second of it, still upsets me and makes me mad in the fact 
fact that Ariana and Sheena are refuting it makes me very happy. And it's just a great episode. And Sheena actually does a good job interviewing. I just was impressed. We are wired so differently. <laughs> <laughs> like I, uh, the thing is like, I'm so frustrated because I wrote all of my things down for Big Brother in like, yes. the, cause after I come home from work, I have half an hour okay. to shave my face again, to poop, to do what I need to do. We don't to, know, need to know about the poop. <laughs> to fix my hair so I can come back up here. And now I have to like, like type out a whole like dissertation, a two minute dissertation. Are you reading it? Yeah. So oh, I, I thought you were just gonna talk. <laughs> I thought that was the whole thing. No, but my writing is not. It's it's not. It's a mess though because I had such a short period of time to write it, and it's still gonna be a fucking mess. You made me look like a fool already, I, and I haven't even done my two minutes. Like I was the one who had this idea and made us do it. This came from the audience. Jesus Christ. Are you ready? Uh, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a podcast. We have to go. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a deep breath, guys. Can I preface with one sentence? Let's hear it. In the Big Brother house, everything is being run by Suri, Felicia, and Izzy. They are the two older women and the lesbian flautist. They, right. are, they are working together. They're running the whole house. You're ready? And Jared is Suri's son. Okay, that's it. Three, two, one, so the pressure cooker competition where they hold a button down for as long as they possibly can happen this week. Each uh, three people who go out have to go back into the house mm-hmm. and they could only go back in groups of threes. And this like literally like for seven hours, Sari, Felicia and Jared and Izzy were the only people who were not still in the pressure cooker. So they were inside the house watching them the whole time, talking shit about them the whole time. It was very <laughs> thrilling. That's funny. Um, they were saying things like Cameron is such a phony. And for some reason they hate this icon named Bowie Jane and they hate her for no reason because she literally does nothing in the house. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, Suri found out that her son Jared withheld information from her that Heisen didn't trust Suri and Felicia so Suri tore her son a new asshole uh, before sending him to bed uh, oh. while they were watching the pressure cooker happen the original pressure cooker which happened in season 6 lasted 13 hours and 54 minutes want to know how long this one lasted 13 hours and 53 minutes one minute <laughs> off Iconic. of beating the record Cameron won the pressure cooker he put up Jag and Blue Jag was my original front runner of this season as I said before on the podcast mm. but he is flopping girl just put him out of his misery he is <laughs> not good at this game. Sari, Izzy, and Felicia are aligned with the whole house. They are in three giant alliances. They are at the center of all of them. And Jag is in danger, so you'd think he'd tell Cameron, hey, I know you're in an alliance with these three because I'm in, a, I'm in a different alliance with these three, and they care about our alliance more than yours, so that's why they told me about it. But no, Jag can't even fathom spilling any secrets. The entire house spills every secret under the sun except for secrets that are beneficial to them if they tell them. Jared is dumb. He <laughs> revealed to Corey, Sari, and Izzy, and Felicia, they revealed that to Corey that Sari, Izzy, and Felicia are in a seven-person alliance with Jag and seconds. Blue. Corey told America, who has a little floor romance with him. America told Jag. Jag told Sari that Jared is telling people, so now Sari has to rip her son a new asshole. <laughs> Jared revealed to Blue his showman's that that someone in the house of it is his mother, and she thinks that it's Felicia and not Sari. So he's playing along seconds. with it, thinking that, like, pretending that Felicia is his mom. And Blue, who's so fucking stupid, <laughs> was just like, "No, no, it's totally fine. I'm not going to spill your secret, girl. Use that information. You are on the block. Spill his damn secret. I'm so furious at her. Whatever. Three, two, one. Oh, Okay. Great job! That was okay, right? <laughs> I mean, th- there were a couple details I could have added, but I didn't. The idea of someone listening to this podcast on two times <laughs> speed and attempting to listen to either of our monologues is wild. Those me. were the two gayest minutes. They really were. Like, I, they, like those were four <laughs> gay minutes I, that like will go down in history, I feel. I feel like I've been through a whirlwind. I feel like I've been through a war. I mean... 
It's it's fun. I have no idea what you're talking about. I write none. <laughs> I know that Jared is lying about who his mom is in the house, and it's wild that the person that he told Blue, I believe, is not using it. Because of course you should use that. One other hilarious detail. I'm so sorry, <laughs> so, but because Jared is pretending like his last name is Washington and uh, not Fields yeah. to you know throw the scent off that Suri is not his mother. Yes. Well, there's also a rumor that Cameron started that Felicia is Denzel Washington's sister. Iconic. So now, like, it's gonna spiral and people are actually gonna think like, oh, Felicia actually is Denzel Washington's sister because Felicia is Jared's mom <laughs> and his, he's saying his last name is Washington. Uh, completely absurd. This whole house is nuts. Like, it is such Still, a fun I'm season. I'm gonna have to stop you it's soon. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine. I know I used it my two game minutes and this is not a Big Brother podcast. <laughs> if you would like to hear me talk about Big Brother yes! more, tomorrow I'm going to have my friend Arthur over and we are going to film a Chatty Cathy's podcast. I didn't know that was happening. Oh, Arthur's coming over tomorrow. And guys, if you think I'm nuts about Big Brother, Arthur knows everything and he can talk about it until he is blue in the face. So if you want to see us talk about more details about yes. Big Brother, um, you can become a, a patron. Yes. Because the, you can see the Chatty Cathy's podcast if you're a $10 or up patron. So go to patreon.com slash two game mats for that. Ooh, can't wait to do this again next I week. I know, right? This, this was, very was fun. wild, but this, very fun. This was a great inaugural two game minutes. Um, okay. Okay. Do, okay. Should I do um what's it called first? What's giving the other segment? Mo- giving me moments. Should I do it first? Um, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Because you just did a whole thing. I did. I need to catch so, my breath. Catch your breath like Kelly Clark's an underrated song. Mm, catch my breath. Yes. Uh, and I'll just talk about I don't have that much to say. I don't either. Okay, great. <laughs> uh so what's been giving me moments this week are two Housewives events. One New and one old. This week of Real Housewives of Orange County is maybe the best episode I've watched in real time. It is Shannon is breaking down because everyone is coming after her relationship. She's blaming it on Heather, who's the woman I like because all the women are going against her for no real reason. She's like absurdly wealthy and she uses a few big words that are always like, you're being condescending. And it's like, no, she just like has a word that has three syllables in it. It's okay. (laughs) Like it's not a big deal. And like basically Shannon gets into fights with three separate people, first with Heather in person, then with Emily on the like a FaceTime in which Emily like has trouble Closing the FaceTime, it's hilarious. It's amazing. Uh, and then so three people don't show up to her event, and Shannon is, like, broken. She's yelling at producers. She's like, my boyfriend is going to be mad that any of this is shown, and his kids hate me, and you can't use this in the edit. And, of course, they do. Sure. <laughs> Just, like, I love a fourth wall break that does not go the star's way. Uh, and they cut to uh, Emily, who is, like, a civil rights uh, I don't know if it's still right. She's she's an attorney and she represents people who were incarcerated and then let out because they were falsely accused. But they are exonerees, I believe is what they are called. And they have been in jail for like 10, 15 years for crimes they didn't commit. And she's like at the event and talking about like, wow, being here really puts things in perspective about like the other silly things going on in our lives and like what is really important. And they cut straight from that scene to Shannon at her Mexican party crying about how no one's showing up and this is the worst day of my life. And then as people do appear, she like is wearing a sombrero and yelling hola at them and it's like, (laughs) Shannon. It just was a dramatic, comedic mess and I loved every second of it. And secondly, I being in my like, oh, I'm, you know, living in a house alone era, I always think that when taking a bath is gonna be like a lovely, wonderful experience and it's always fucked up. <laughs> like I got into the bath, it was too hot. <laughs> I broke a glass trying to drink my wine. It just was a mess. But the good thing that came out of that is I rewatched the episodes of season two of Salt Lake City uh, where Jen gets arrested. And as much as I'm like, housewives shouldn't always be legal troubles. It shouldn't always be like this huge dramatic event. They fucking killed those episodes. They're so 
good. The, you see Jin's face drop when she gets the call, basically telling her, like, you need to leave the scene you're in because the feds are coming after you. She leaves 15 minutes later. The feds come in, the SWAT team, and they're like, oh, we just want to see Jen and uh, make sure she's okay. And it's like, they, you see them seeing the article when it's like she's been arrested on federal crimes. It just is a brilliant several episodes of television. I mean, TV editors work hard, guys. The reality editors deserve everything. Uh, but the, the one major thing I heard out of this story yes. is, so you agree, baths suck. They do, they do, I think there's a way to do them right. I haven't figured out how. I think I need a bigger bath, and I think... I just made the water too hot. I don't know. It just there are good baths. I haven't gotten to them yet. I could just tell you from the you're never gonna get it. <laughs> Is gonna, that what you want? No. Honey, you're never gonna get it. I am baths gonna, suck. Yama, they are disgusting. I will They're get inconvenient, there. gross. I will get there. And I will tell you all the moment I do. Matt okay. Steele. All right. What's been giving you moments, darling? Um, so many of you, like a while ago, I told you all that my brother was getting his book published. Yes. And it was just announced when it's actually getting published. Yay. It's getting published June of 2025. Yes. So everybody hunker down. And I was just like, why does it take so long? And he's like, that's just what it, how it is in the totally. book world. Like it takes years from like the deal to um, the time. And then he proceeded to lecture me on like, that's why you need to do something productive with your life. <laughs> Because that's my brother in a nutshell. I love it. Um, the book is a middle grade novel, so like for grades like three, like third grade to like sixth grade mm -hmm. and everything. It's called Not Lucille. Great um, title. Great title. Hello. So um, I guess uh, check back in in, in 2025 <laughs> for that. And I'm just like so proud because my brother, like since I have known him, has like had such a passion for children's literature especially right. middle grade novels I've told you all a million times he's the biggest babysitters club stan <laughs> in the entire world and now he's an elementary school librarian and everything so like this is a huge passion for him so I'm just so excited for him that he's getting yes. his first novel published and, and it's gonna be iconic guys. yes congrats to Michael I hope y'all are still listening in two years I think you will be and I will be here we'll be here talking our shit giving our two gay minutes <laughs> Woo! I'm still wiped from that last two gay minutes but <laughs> I know like I, my heart is still beating it's really like, fast this is what Olympians must feel like Oh my God, <laughs> the, rush. the rush, the rush you get from talking about yes. and I, I didn't even dive into like a fraction of the shit that's I know you on. didn't, but you only got two gay minutes. I only got two gay minutes. Sometimes you only got two gay minutes, guys. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to tell the people? No, I've told y'all <laughs> fucking enough. Y'all are sick of hearing my ass voice. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. We'll be back next week with more Two Gay Minutes, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.